Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our weekly podcast. Our signature is sharing stories of vital women between the ages of 70 to 100 plus who shatter the myth that we become irrelevant as we age. Please visit womenover70.com and make a donation. Join Aging Reimagined Circle and visit the Books for Women section. Invite us to conduct a workshop or speak to your organization. We share relevant clips from podcast guests and offer numerous programs to enrich women's lives. And today we're very happy to be talking with Agnes Laughlin, age 76, from Chicago, Illinois. As a former nurse and nurse practitioner, Agnes Laughlin knows a lot about health and medicine. When she had an awakening experience at the age of 64, Agnes became deeply interested in spirituality and healing. Always curious and willing to learn, Agnes studied with spiritual teachers and became certified in five different modalities, as well as certified as a life coach. In 2011, she founded Miracles in Wellness with the mission to empower others to feel more love, connection, and aliveness in their relationships. Agnes's own journey has centered on exchanging loneliness for connection. Welcome, Agnes, to Women Over 70. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So you have uh, clearly a long um, career in in health. And I'm wondering about what ways did your work as a nurse practitioner prepare you for your venture into spirituality and healing? Well, thank you for asking. I... um... I think that my journey began because of who I am and about my, um, just my curiosity and my willingness to learn because I always somehow had that in me from an early age and I was always attracted to um, health. I was attracted to understanding more about that even you know as a child when you know certain people around me died I was always curious as to how that happened and it I was prepared to go into healthcare from an early age I didn't know what aspect I entered college thinking of medicine but ended up with a degree in psychology so Mm -hmm. I think that all of my experiences sort of channeled me in some way because of the energy and the curiosity in me. How's that? (laughs) That's good. Um, So as a nurse practitioner, did you, were you able to uh, draw on your psychology background? I think that I did in some ways and I became aware you know, probably early on that, not consciously thinking about it, but becoming aware that we have what what I would call a sick care system where we focus a lot on disease and not on how we create wellness and health. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, you know, in your, uh, in our conversation and on your website, you mentioned your own journey uh, away from loneliness into connection. But can you tell us something about how loneliness, how you experienced that earlier in your life? 
Sure. Um, for me, I had a couple of separations from my parents, either one or the other or both. And I remember distinctly, you know, at the age of eight, I was right before my eighth birthday, I went to live in an orphanage with mm -hmm. my two siblings. Mm. And I had a sense of loneliness, even though I was surrounded by many children. And I really was looking for something to engage me. And I didn't know until, but I was attracted to this library of books. And what caught my attention was fairy tales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this was a magical way for me to connect to, um, I guess you would call it fantasy, re fantasy reality or a reality of the imagination where mm -hmm. there were challenges and opportunities. And, you know, they always ended up with, um, you know, creating a more happier, prosperous life adventures. They always ended happily. And as I aged, those fairy tales were replaced by stories of Nancy Drew um, and Sherry Ames Nurse. And when I read these stories of all their adventures, I decided I lived with nuns in the orphanage that I would never be a nun because life was too exciting and too much of an adventure to lock myself up the rest of my life. <laughs> so, um, yes. And I remember, you know, I got married, I had two children and I realized that one day, um, I was just sitting like writing in a little diary or a little journal that I remember I was around 40 years old, maybe 42, that I thought to myself that I don't have friends and I'm, you know, I'm wondering what's, you know, what's wrong with me or what, what's going on. And I guess I sort of swept it under the rug and just spent most of my life in busyness. Mm -hmm. and unawareness I wasn't aware you know there are three clues to loneliness and they are busyness to me procrastination and health challenges and there's scientific studies that show that when you feel lonely or have a sense of isolation that we actually create disease out of you know these feelings and emotions and it's it's very real and I actually did a paper when I got my master's degree in nursing about how um well my thought was that having more social connection would lessen feelings of what I would call depression in the elderly and what I found was that there wasn't a correlation between depression and social support being a factor in uh, alleviating it. It was really, you know, these people were really depressed and that there was no clear link, you know, even medications didn't even help. So <laughs> that, that was with regard to old, the elderly. 
Yes. Is that correct? That was the focus? Yes, the elderly, homebound elderly, yes. Well, what have you found in your own research and uh, experience about social connection and depression or wellness? What I've found is that really it begins uh, with awareness. So if we're not aware that we're disconnected or that we're responsible for our own life, our own creations. Um, Buddha said thousands of years ago that, at least 2000 years ago, that we are the author of our own disease and our own health. And that taking responsibility and creating awareness around this is really an important tool because if we are not aware of what you know what's lacking we can't create more of it so mm -hmm. and part and part is awareness i think and mm -hmm. then there are tools to how we can create our life because we are creators and even if we only create illness there are reasons why we create this i mean louise hay was a great um, spiritual teacher and she wrote this book, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. And it's all about the emotions in our lives and how we create illness from, you know, just limiting beliefs about our own self, our own powers, because that's the way we create illness is through our emotions, our thoughts and it's about, you know, creating from the present moment, creating from an inner sense of connection. And I call it joy because when we're not focusing on what's wrong in our life, we can focus more on about living in the moment and creating, creating whatever, you know, we want. It's, it's just a great awareness to have and to stop blaming our heredity or the people around us or all of that. We, we attract unto ourselves, you know, from our own energy. So if we're in the energy of, oh, uh, you know, today is a bad day. I'm not feeling good. I, I, you know, my boss is really not supporting me. We'll create and send out through our energy, our vibrations, more of the same type of thing in the whole environment around us. Mm -hmm. You know, Agnes, you, you said that you had, you became, you had a, 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 an awakening experience when you were 64 years old, and that really led you into um, being, learning a great deal about spirituality and different healing modalities. Um, and I think you're certified in at least five different modalities and you're always exploring more which ones are there any are there particular ones that that really stand out for you that you think have been most helpful to you in your own journey well that's an interesting question and i think that my whole life has been a series of becoming more aware and more connected and that particular time when I was 64 was really about emotional turmoil in myself and realizing when I met 
this stranger who happened to be a physician that I was seeing a lack of love and a, myself blocking love in my life. I probably didn't analyze it consciously that much, but I remember distinctly wanting to have more love, more connection, and um, probably not having an awareness that it was inside of me, but I asked someone after that experience, that person left my life, I asked a friend and he recommended a book that was called Power Versus Force. And that book absolutely changed my, my life. It was written by uh, David R. Hawkins, who was trained as a psychiatrist, but there's nothing about psychiatry or anything about healthcare. It's about how our um, levels of consciousness determine our reality. And if you have, you know, a consciousness based on fear or anger or you know, the lower vibrations, you will, you know, you can't create from the higher vibrations of love, joy, just a feeling of unity or, you know, that compassion that all, all people are part of the whole. We're all part of God. We're all part of the, uh, a conscious creation of the universe. And that book really changed my life. And it, it accelerated me to want to have and understand more about having connection and joy. I really had a very strong desire for that. I wanted to create higher consciousness and I embarked on a, you know, a, a conscious effort to create that for myself. You're certified in some modalities that I'm not familiar with. The emotion code, parasite healing, beta healing, higher brain living. What can you tell us about at least one or maybe one or two of those? Um, sure. Well, I first started out learning about parasites and um, we attract parasites and they're, they're all around us and they contribute to aging and disease. But one of my teachers says that all disease is a lowering of frequency because the universe is about energy and our thoughts have energy and we all are always creating from our thoughts and the lower thoughts you know like i'm not good enough i you know i can't do this i'm you know too old or i i don't have the money for this or that we create vibrations that cause us to, you know, attract people or things that resonate with who we are. So hmm. you become more of, you know, whatever you're focusing on. So when you focus on, you know, I'm ageless or I'm healthy, then you can create more of that. So, uh, so, so parasite is a metaphor, not the, the, real not parasites in our bodies <laughs> well there it's both actually okay it's both so yes theta healing is about limiting beliefs and how we're programmed from an early age to um think limited 
in limited terms about our potential, you know, about mm -hmm. money doesn't grow on trees or you have to save money for a rainy day or, you know, things about friends, you know, it's about how we create relationships. You know, we think we're not worthy of relationships or maybe that relationships will cause us pain or opening our heart will cause us to be rejected things like that mm -hmm. so theta healing is about empowering us to create more positive beliefs and release the mm -hmm. limited ones that we're not aware of it's about you know mm -hmm. becoming aware of that too and higher brain living is also about um releasing stress from our body because our bodies are constantly uh, in stress from our environment if we allow it and how to harmonize harmonize our brain waves some of my teachers teach this I know how to do this it's it's an interesting science of harmonizing our brain waves and our mm -hmm energy and one of the one of the tools could be meditation for example mm -hmm. so in 2011 you founded miracles and wellness tell us about about that please yes well i've been evolving my focus i started out miracles and wellness probably i started even before 2011 because i was invited by a group of nurses to join Nikan in selling wellness products from a japanese background or philosophy of health and i resonated with that a lot and then i my journey took me to learning about parasites and how to eliminate them naturally but even in yeah after that i learned the emotion code through nikan it was a, a you know a connection through nikan that i connected with bradley nelson and um i went to a healing circle in displays where i learned theta healing and things just accelerated you know i met people along the way who just whose energy um uh, inspired me we resonated on a certain level that, you know, I learned from those who I attracted <laughs> or I was attracted to. So it's about creating something more for ourselves, understanding how we create disease. And we do, you know, it's, it's an amazing energy or uh philosophy of how we're we're holistic spiritual beings we're not you know just a physical being of chemicals and mm -hmm. um you know things like that we really have a spiritual component to ourselves our thoughts and our emotions are how we create our life and and focusing one of my teachers talks a lot about focusing on our past and how things aren't going right for us will keep you in the lower vibrations mm -hmm. of energy so it's about you know realizing that we're powerful creators and that things are possible but sometimes we just close ourselves off to them mm -hmm. like not opening our heart to more love because 
you know, we, we fear rejection, we fear pain, we feel, you know, that we're not worthy, that, you know, all kinds of things that we learn from our parents who are programmed by their parents on and on. So it's about having this awareness that is so key. So Agnes, do you, uh, do you see people? Uh, do, are you a practitioner in this, in this area? Yes, I do see clients privately, and I also do retreats. I just did one in Sedona for some uh, lovely ladies. We, it was called the Optimal Health and Ageless Energy Retreat. And I'm, I'm planning on doing three more retreats this year on focusing on the areas of our life in which we are creating. And according to this American philosopher, Ken Wilber, we create in only four areas. And one is the, our mind, our thoughts and our emotions is an example of that. We create in our health, our body. That's the second area. The third area is the people in our lives. That's our relationships. And the fourth area is our external creation. So it can be career, money, anything creative, you know, like if you're an artist or if you, you know, whatever we create, we're all creators and have special gifts to create, you know, with and become better at you know that it could be creating a beautiful house it could be creating you know a beautiful garden it could be anything mm -hmm. yes so agnes um as a woman in your mid-70s how do you think about your own aging if you think about that yes i've been thinking more about it lately so yes and I think that aging in this three-dimensional world is inevitable, but creating agelessness is a choice. And what does that mean to you, agelessness? Agelessness means that basically I'm not limited by my physical body, that I'm capable of creating inside an internal environment that where I feel very connected, I feel joy. I feel that the universe is my friend. Mm. The universe is there for my good. That nothing, you know, can take me away from that feeling. It's an internal feeling. It's mm -hmm. inside of me. So um, I have routines that I create in my daily life. And one of the routines is where I envision my health every day, twice a day, by saying out loud, I have a whole little mantra of how my body is functioning optimally. Like every mm -hmm. cell in my body is happy. Every cell in my body is healthy. And I go on and on for like two minutes. Because <laughs> I haven't memorized. And it's, it's about how, you know, what you focus on, you create. So I feel that I'm creating for myself optimal health. And, you know, part of my, <laughs> one of my mantras for my health is not my meditation, but in my resolutions is that I am ageless, forever regenerating. And how am I creating that? I, you know, I, 
focus on maybe I enjoy keto fasting. I continue yoga, um, walking, connecting with nature, things like that. Um, nitric oxide dump. Yeah, it's a little exercise that I do every day, twice a day. So, um, like I said, what we focus on, it tends to expand or we, we just embrace more of it. So... Gail, do you have any com comments or questions for, for Agnes before we close? No, I'm fascinated. I, I, I want to be able to do this for my aging self. <laughs> oh, well, I have a free gift if any of the listeners would want to um, email me. They can email me at um, agnes at miraclesandwellness.com for my uh, envisioning my health meditation. But on my website, I have a short meditation to embrace and expand in love, to release ways that we, you know, disempower ourselves about love, thinking how we think about love, and also the top 10 ways to have more joy and connection. That's wonderful. We'll be, be sure to share this information with our listeners um, when we, when we uh, air your episode. So thank you for that. So any last words, Agnes, before we, before we close? Sure. I'll just want to remind everyone that when to smile and with inner <laughs> joy and connection, because it's inside of you, it's there for you to connect to. It's not, you know, we think it's outside of us in some person or something out there. You know, when I have more money, when I find the love of my life, but you need to change you because that joy and connection is really inside of all of us. So it's a beautiful note. Thank you so much, Agnes. Thank you. So listeners, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review wherever you listen. Also visit our website, womenover70.com and easily access all of our episodes. Become a member in the Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined Circle and enjoy programming beyond the podcast. See you next Wednesday on Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. Music